Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Uh, we're going to start in a second. Everybody just wait for some people to show up and then, uh, we'll be good to go. Here comes Ava as well. Uh, it seems like everyone's taking this one real well. Smash! Labatt! Smash! Drink Labatt! Well, I'll find it when I'm done, guys. This is something. Post game! (laughs) (laughs) Ava found it right away. They're looking. We're heading down the shore right after this, and we're trying to find Frankie's bocce ball set, which is in my laundry room somewhere, and we seem to have found it. Ava didn't even close the door. Here we go. All right. People are here now. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Well, that sucks. Uh, that fucking was terrible. I don't, uh, I don't know what to say about this one. They just came out, got outplayed from the start, and they didn't bounce back. We've talked a lot about how this team is able to start slowly, but it's all kind of part of their plan. They're able to get a get the, they're able to enable their game plan, even if they start slowly and then pick it up and grind, uh, grind opponents down. That is not at all what happened tonight, or today. They just got outplayed straight up. Outplayed 100%. Um, Not a great one. Here's what I'll say, and I see a lot of people are upset in the comments, and listen, we all have such high expectations for the series. We all have such high expectations for these playoffs. It is obviously a major disappointment. But... Two reasons to and two reasons to be optimistic, and then I'll get into the other shit after that. But two reasons to be optimistic. Flyers have not lost two games in a row since they got back from the Disney on Ice trip. We're talking first week of January. I know it's been a long time and all that, but Flyers have not lost in the bubble, and they have not lost two games in a row since the first week of January. So I <sighs> Yes, this is fucking terrible. This was a terrible effort all around. Nobody played well today. I can't I can't come in here and tell you anyone was good. I can't come in here and tell you there's reason to go, oh no, but this happened, so we can look forward to this next game. It's going to be a recognition that they have not matched the intensity level. They have not matched the effort. They have not matched anything that the Montreal Canadiens have shown in the first two games. Carter Hart played out of his mind in the first game that enabled them to win, and now it's going to have to be a real gut check. And I saw one of the first comments was, you know... Ah, shit. Now I totally forgot what I was going to say. Yep. Oh, no. One of the first comments in uh, in the chat room on Twitch today was, big guys got to step up. And that's what we're looking for for game three. I can't... I can't criticize or analyze anybody until I see what they do next. But Giroux, Couturier, Provorov, 
these are the uh, Voracek. These are the guys who have to come through for us next game and come through us, come through for us in a huge freaking way. Uh, I don't have a ton of comments other than that. This was a terrible game. Hopefully, they just played so poorly. It's a fucking wake up call, and they can burn the tape on this one and say, "We just got to be better next time on Sunday. We have to be better." And I'm not going to overreact to this one. There was a there was a, a game against the Islanders, a post game I did where I just came out and completely blasted them for a lack of effort for just getting owned. Not going to do that today, even though they did. They looked like shit. This was a bad team, top to bottom today. I don't think they're going to come out that way on Sunday. I have enough. I have a. I have enough faith in this coaching staff and in the core of this team, that they come out and do what they're supposed to do in the next game. But this was not encouraging. This was in no way good. They played like shit today. This is the worst we have seen them in a long time, and that's discouraging. The other part that's discouraging, Carey Price looks like he's getting hot. I know we didn't test him early, but he did have he did have a little bit of a workload in the middle of the game, and he was up to the task. If Carey Price starts playing like the guy he can be, that's a problem. Because he's a very good goaltender if he plays to his ability. Alright, I'm going to get to your comments in just a second. But first I'm going to tell you, shit, this game would have sucked if not for the drinking aspect. And if you're drinking, you should absolutely, you should absolutely be drinking a Labatt Blue Light Seltzer or... A traditional Labatt Blue Light. I'm freaking enjoying these beers a lot. I talked to you last post game all about the seltzers, and they were excellent. But you all know, like I said, I'm I'm a beer guy. And I got into some of the Labatt Blue Light today. This is my favorite light beer, hands down. It just tastes like beer, and you can still get drunk off of you. You drink enough of them. Uh, please do that to get over this one. Drink like I think the team did to celebrate Carter Hart's birthday. That's the only explanation I have. Uh, this team just did not come through, and it's a disappointment. But what did come through were the Labatt Blue Light Seltzers and the Labatt Blue Light traditional beer. All right, let's get to your comments. But first... Let's talk about the Crest Tavern. That's right. My favorite bar at the Jersey Shore. One of my favorite bars in the whole world. The Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. Just a a, a great place to get a pork sandwich. A great place to watch a game. It's It's just an awesome time. Go to the Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest. Let's get to your comments now. All right. Start with this one. Definitely concerned. Normally I'd say uh, this might be a good wake-up call and nothing more, but this was just game uh, This was just game one, second period uh, at large, basically. And honestly, they weren't great in the other two periods of game one either. They already got the wake-up call and kept sleeping. They need to win both three and four. This might get away from them. Uh, yeah, this needs to be the wake-up call. The middle of game one was bad. I will say I think you're underestimating how well they played in the first and especially third period of game 2 what or in game 1 what they did defensively in the third period of game 1. That's this team. That's who they are. They're a defensive oriented team that sticks to their system and smothers the opponent. 
they did that late in game one especially. But yeah, the momentum of Montreal basically saying, oh, they hardly beat us in game one. That was the... My hope for game one was the Flyers recognized, all right, we didn't play our best, we won, we now know what we need to do to own this team. That was not the case today. The I thought maybe Montreal gave the Flyers their best shot in game one and still came up empty and maybe they'd come out flat, maybe they'd come out a little discouraged, but no, they came out with all the intensity, they came out and played like it was a playoff game and the Flyers did not. So it is absolutely concerning. But I'm not going to sound the alarms until I see what happens in Game 3. Because, again, this is, an, this is a team that hasn't lost back-to-back games since January. This is a team that has earned the benefit of the doubt. Um, I'm not going to crush them yet, but fuck, man, that sucked. That absolutely sucked. All right. Hi, Bill. What kind of message can A.V. send to these guys? It's not like the players don't know they shit the bed, but still. Yeah, I think it just... Everybody just has to get back to doing their job. It's that simple. There were so many breakdowns of structure today. Did Carter Hart play great? No, he didn't. In Game 1, he was great. In Game 2, he was not. But in front of him, they were just as bad. So it's not like you can just blame the goalie for this one. I think AV just has to tell them to get back to basics. I know that the Canadiens are fast, and that kind of screws with the dump and chase mentality early in games, and the dump and chase mentality early in games is how they get physically engaged. They get the puck deep, they hit the defensemen, they create turnovers, even if it doesn't result in goals. It's how they get themselves going. It seems as if the Habs have a counter for that. They get to pucks fast, they break them out fast. So I don't know what the message needs to be other than the Flyers just need to get back to doing their fucking jobs. Frost for JVR would not upset me. We need a spark. I don't know if Frost is the guy. I know they need to score. I need that I know they need that sort of that oomph in the lineup to get this thing going. I just think for the fourth line role Shit, man, if, like, Raffle warmed up today, if Raffle's ready to go, put him in for JVR immediately. And you all know, I have been a JVR defender since they brought him back. Um, I've, I've found it hard to criticize him, but he's doing nothing for you out there. But again, like, I'm not blaming JVR for this one. It ain't his fault they suck today. There's another three lines that could have done something that just did absolutely not. But if Raffle's back... Uh, I put Raffle in that fourth line right away. Uh, if they think Bunneman gives them a better uh, a better matchup with the fourth line and how they're going to use them defensively, shit, man, put Bunneman in. I would not, I would not object at all to taking JVR out of this lineup. Same with Shane Gostisbehere. Uh Ghost was trending up. Absolutely, Ghost was trending up. But he could not afford the type of game he had today. He wasn't good. He was bad. Uh, I don't know if Haig gives you an advantage in any... I don't know if he's better, but if Ghost comes out of the lineup, I'm raising my hand right now, will not be upset. Seemed like all the breakouts were one guy coasting and three forwards stationary at the blue line need more five-man breakouts. Yeah, I mean, they just need... The whole game just seemed they needed more effort, and there's more to it. Montreal is doing a great job of countering. We talked about this after game one. Montreal seems to have a game plan 
that stymies what the Flyers are able to do. But you just look at these two teams. The Flyers are better. They just need to fucking play like it. If we're going to play dump and chase hockey, we need to get to the damn corner. They just flutter the pucks in, it goes to Price, we skate around, and it's going the other way. No, they need to be harder into the corners. They need to be harder creating the turnovers, uh, denying breakouts. But like I said, Montreal seems to have that kind of speed where they're winning a lot of the races. So they're going to need to come up with something. Beer after this game? Nah, dog. I'm headed straight to the, to, for the proper 12. I assume that's some sort of whiskey or something. I'm a beer drinker. And if you're a beer drinker, I know, man. I know. You don't want to hear about a seltzer. But Labatt Blue Light Seltzers, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. If you've heard me try to pronounce words so far, you know I've gotten into the Labatt Blue Light Seltzers already. We need G. No more excuses. The best players need to step up, and it all starts with Giroux. Giroux, Couturier, Voracek, Provorov, Hayes, Konechny. They all need to be exponentially better in the next game. Otherwise, you're going to be trailing in a series 2-1 to one to the Montreal Canadiens who were the 12 seed coming into the fucking bubble. That's embarrassing. That's I'm not going to completely crush the Flyers tonight until I see what they do in Game 3. Maybe this was just a bad one. Maybe they can just burn the tape and move on and get back to normal. But if it looks like this again in Game... Even if they win. Even if they win, but it looks more like Game 1, that's not enough. You should be beating up on this team. You're better than them. Bill, after that first really quick goal, take the timeout. The players just... what? The players have to have it in them to take it upon themselves, too. We've criticized uh, we've criticized Vigneault for his use of timeouts or lock, lack thereof throughout the season, and for the most part it has worked because he puts it on the players. D- maybe you could take the timeout there, but they just came out like shit today. Uh, I don't know what you could have done to say, stop playing like shit, you know? what? What else would there have been? We really need the core to play better. Yeah, I, I feel. I feel you. One loss, I'm not stressing out. And that's that's where I'm trying to base myself. I know I'm the guy who gets drunk and yells at you in post-game, and when we're feeling it, I like to feel it with you. And trust me, I'm not fucking happy. I am upset about this game. But if they come out and play like the Philadelphia Flyers, we grew to know and love in the 2019-20 season, and when the bubble started... Uh, on in Game 3, then this was just a bump in the road. Every team that makes a run is going to face adversity at some time. At some time. If this is the worst adversity they face, then this is going to be a fun fucking playoff. So I'm not... I'm really trying to temper my my mood here. I'm really trying to temper it for, for you know, an unbiased, unemotional analysis perspective. But also, I'm like you guys. I sat down on a Friday afternoon to watch the Flyers go up 2-0, and they did the exact opposite of that. Uh, it's 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 angering, to say the least. Habs were emotional, jacked for this game, and the Flyers were flat. That turns into a blowout. Yeah, it really... So many times we say, oh, they just weren't ready, they just didn't come out the right way, and all this. And really, like, so many hockey games go one way or the other based on luck or any sort of, you know, intangible... Shit you can't quantify, but today, 100%, 
the Habs, and I hate to use this, you know, cliche, but it was very clear that one team wanted it more than the other from the opening faceoff. I mean, very clear. They should put JVR in front of the net on the power play. There is no traffic in front of Price on the power play. There's no traffic in front of Price at all. The saves, he made a couple of nice saves on broken plays and shit that just happened in front of him, but way too easy for Carey Price. Way too easy. We said we weren't going 16-0. And no, I'm try- again, I'm trying to ground myself in the idea that 1-1, all right. You now have a best of five against a team that you are better than. Show it. Just show it. I'm not going to get too nuts until game three. That's where I'm... Listen, if we're all here in game three and saying the same shit, I will lose my fucking mind. But I'm not there yet. Let's keep the fingers crossed for TK, but Farabee has had chemistry with that second line, and if Rockville is coming back, the fourth line is back. Yeah, that's... This team had the, the TK injury. I didn't hear any details about what may or may, may not have been said since the game ended. Um, but we know there aren't actually details you know, about injuries anymore because of, you know, that's the way the NHL wants it. And the bubble and everything's a great excuse for it. But, yeah, keep your fingers crossed on TK. Hopefully he's fine. It's precautionary. The game was a blowout when he came out. Probably just a really bad bruise. Um... But, yeah, if that's a long-term injury, that's that's a big hit to the depth. But as you point out, you know, Farabee has had chemistry with Kevin Hayes. Raffle can join that fourth line. There are different ways to make this thing work um, that in the short term, a couple of game, a game, game or two, it won't kill them to lose one, even if it's one of your top-end guys in TK. But definitely concerning that you could be without him. That sucks. Going to need a whole bunch of those Labatt Blue Seltzers after that showing. I'm way ahead of you, pal. I just puked in my mouth again. What the fuck? Uh, that's, I mean, that was the effort we saw today. I'm like, again, don't want to kill them because it's their first loss in the bubble. It's their second loss in their last, what, 15 games. They weren't going to go 16-0. and But the effort they showed today, the way Montreal was able to counter... Um, just not even counter, because they didn't have anything to counter, completely cancel out the things the Flyers do, it could become a concern. Ghost may have had his worst game of his career. Haig isn't going to give you anything better, but he probably won't be any worse. Yeah, you all know I'm a Ghost defender, and I've stuck up for Haig more than a lot of people have this year, but you all know I don't love him. He's not my favorite guy on the team. But if he comes into the lineup for Ghost, I am going to have zero complaints. Does AV reshuffle the lines for Sunday? Um, I think it it starts with TK, and then you go from there. If TK can play, maybe not. Uh, do you maybe Jake back up at the top line? There's a, there's a lot of ways they can go, but I just there's no way to know for certain what they're going to do, uh, or even. It comes down to TK first and foremost. If he's okay, all right, you keep the second line together. But do you move Farabee down? Do you move Jake back up? Uh, Raffle coming for JVR? Those are all definite possibilities. It's just kind of, it's going to come down to who's available. Bill, this is your show. This is your show, so say it, man. What is up with G? 
He hasn't been good enough. None of the top guys have been good enough. I'm not going to put it all on G, but you all know he's the captain. He's the highest paid player on the team. He's the guy who's supposed to give them that boost in these situations. And that's why I'm waiting for the next game. I'm waiting for game three to see how they respond. If they respond the way I want them to, everything's cool. If they don't, it's time to start questioning some things, at least in the short term. Proper 12 is Conor McGregor's whiskey. Oh, yeah, I've seen those commercials. Too bad the refs didn't let Thompson drop the gloves. Would have given the team some spark going into the next game. I, they, that's not where they can draw their spark from. They need to draw their spark internally. They need to realize that they are now the number one seed in the East. They are better than this team. They worked their asses off all year to be in this position. That has to be their spark. Call me crazy, but does Haig need to be in the lineup to hit some bodies? I mean, I think it's overrated how physical he is. I don't think most of his hits are all that impactful. Uh, I've seen him get muscled out in front of the net plenty. That said, like, Ghost's effort in front of the net on, I can't tell you what goal it was, but he was defending the front of the net and he bounced off someone and hit the ground and was just, uh, maybe, maybe they do need... To, to, to change that up, even if it's just for one game or just for this series. Uh, the embarrassment can only respond in the Flyers taking the Habs seriously after AV tears a new one in the Vets on this team. Yeah, no, the Vets need to step up. You know, game one was cool because, oh, yeah, all these guys, we've been waiting to come through for us this whole time. We got through this rebuild. They came through. But it's still going to be about G, Jake, Couturier, like it's gonna, those guys are gonna have to be a big part of this thing to make the run we want them to make. Hey, Bill, coming back from a hell shift at work, this was gonna happen sooner or later. Can't underestimate the Habs. Come out firing Sunday and put the pedal to the metal. Yeah, no, if they come out and win four to one on Sunday, like everything's cool. You're on pace to do exactly what I thought you were gonna do, and that's win this series in five. They were going to win a game. They were going to win at least one game. You weren't going to sweep them. Sweeps are real tough to pull off. Um, that said, it's not about some... Like, the loss is disappointing. We all knew they weren't going to go 16-0, and though. It's about the effort. It's about never having the puck in this game. It's about going 16 minutes without a shot on net in the first fucking period. Like, that's bad. That's something to be concerned about. After what they did to the Pens in this game, do we need to say, okay, Montreal is a good team. They aren't just a great goaltender. Oh, no, that's, I don't even, I won't even say they're a, like, yes, they're a good enough team. But, like, look at where they were in the standings. I realize the regular season doesn't matter nearly as much because it was fucking five months ago. But the Flyers are just better than Montreal. That is a fact. Um, But I said it in game one. They know who they are, and they know how they need to play. Every single guy out there, man, they use their speed, they play physical, and they outwork you. It was on the uh, last the last BSH we did when I was asking, what does Montreal have to do to make this a series and to win this series? And Charlie answered with, the Flyers are going to have to outwork this team if they want to if they want to beat them. You know how hard Montreal is going to work. You have to match that level. Yeah, and, and yeah, Pens were flat and unmotivated. I really think the Penguins were just like spiraling down before 
the before the pause, and I, they were just a a team with top end talent that had very little depth. They've been a poorly run team for a while, and it's starting to catch up for them. But that's part of why I underestimated Montreal coming into this was that I thought they just beat a team that I really didn't believe in in Pittsburgh. Scroll down, get some new comments and things. Any potential positive takeaways from today? Um, this is the worst they're going to play? <laughs> That's If this is the worst game of the playoff run, they'll win the cup, you know? It's one thing to show effort and still lose, but when there's no effort and they lose, well, it's never a good thing. No, today was a terrible fucking game. And that's why I'm reserving the majority of my real anger and judgment for Game 3. Because maybe this is just a burn the tape, throw it away, forget the fuck about it game, and come out and play the way you're supposed to play on Sunday. If it's not, they're in trouble. If this is, if this is closer to the way the series is going to look... They're in trouble. They're gonna need, or they're gonna need Carter Hart to be fucking awesome. Not just good, not just a part of the team, but the main reason they win. If games continue to look like they've looked to this point, Bill, the whole team looked bad. Who was our best player tonight? Uh, <sighs> great question, Michael Raffle. Who wasn't in the lineup? You have to think Julian, uh, yeah, Claude Julian leaving the bubble galvanized. You have to think Julian leaving the bubble galvanized the Habs a bit. I'll be surprised if we see a repeat on Sunday. Uh, Whiskies and martinis will be back in game three, but God help me if I have to hear my wife celebrating like this again. She's from Montreal, not just trolling me. Uh, I really hope your wife isn't just trolling you when the Flyers lose, man. That would tell you to get the fuck out of there. But if she's a Habs fan, that's cool. Uh, I'm glad you can make that work. I don't know if I could, honestly. I don't know if I could be married to somebody who... And that's ridiculous, I know, on the face of it. But I don't know if I could be married to somebody who rooted for other teams for me. But good for you. Maybe you have a good relationship and you, you have fun with it. I hope that's the case. Embarrassing. The Flyers looked like pylons out there. I guess they thought they had the cup won already. No effort. Embarrassing. It's one game. It's one game. One more loss and Zamula needs to play. I love it. Now we're getting back to the post-game atmosphere from when the Flyers were bad the last couple years. I like that. That's, that's, that's the kind of comment I love. Bill with the great marriage advice. I, listen, I don't, don't take advice from me. Uh, if you had to say who comes in for Konechny if he's out, um, if the lineup stays the same, I would assume, and based on Raffle warming up today, that has to mean they think he's close. I would assume it's Raffle. Uh, if they want to move Bunneman in for JVR, that's also an option. If they just want to move Bunneman in on the fourth line and move JVR up into the second or third line for, JV, uh, for TK, that's a possibility as well, but... Uh, I would think Raffle's first guy in if he's ready to go. All right, let's get a couple more here. Wasn't too worried after they went up two goals. We've come from behind all season, but 10 to 15 minutes without a shot on goal in the first was unacceptable, and they know it. Sunday will be a different story. That's the hope, man. That is absolutely the hope, and hopefully on Sunday I am drinking Labatt Blue Light Seltzers or Labatt Blue Light itself, and that's just we're we're celebrating. We're 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 celebrating with these beers, these Labatt Blue Light Seltzers, which are 
freaking delicious, by the way. This one is a uh, mango lemon. And I told you last game, I don't like mango. But the mango lemon makes it work. But if you're a beer guy, go with the Labatt Blue Light. It's pretty damn tasty. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here. That is about all the time I have to complain about that absolutely freaking terrible effort. Terrible game. Burn the tape. Start over on Sunday. It's a best of five now. It is a best of five series. And the big guns have to absolutely freaking show up. Giroux. Couturier. Voracek, Provorov, these are the guys, uh, connect me if he's healthy, Kevin Hayes, these are the guys the Flyers are counting on to carry this team, depth is awesome, and when the depth state, when the depth steps up, it's cool as hell, and we get to celebrate, hell yeah, Nate Thompson scored a goal, we're winning the cup, but that's not what, that's not what winning the, we're going to need the best players to be the best players to make a run. And that's what we have to hope for on Sunday. All right, everybody. That's all the time I have for you tonight. If you haven't already, check out the Crest Tavern. That's right, the Wildwood Crest Tavern right there in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. It's my favorite bar at the Jersey Shore. One of my favorite bars in the world. Why? Because the owner, Timmy Fitz, is a hockey guy. That's right. You can walk into Timmy Fitz's Crest Tavern have a conversation with some guy, you don't even know him, talking about the Flyers for 20 minutes. Oh, shit, that was the owner. Yeah, Timmy Fitz is a real hockey man, uh, and he's he's got everything you need from pork sandwiches to beer selection. I recommend the Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey, to the utmost, utmost degree. Jesus, words are tough for me. Too many of these Labatt Blue Light Seltzers. Uh, so hopefully everyone can relax, enjoy your weekend, and then... We move on on Sunday, and we move on on Sunday with a Flyers win. We move on on Sunday taking control back of the series, and everything is cool again. That's all the time I have for you this uh, this postgame. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts, and all sorts of content gets delivered to you. So check it out. My name is Bill Matz. Have a great weekend, everybody. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it then in that moment. You don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. Hello, I'm Neil Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. 
a little spoiler for you. If a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.